Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Oh my. 
Can we give them another hand? That's an awesome song. I, I love that song. Here I am at your feet again. And then I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. Can you think about how deep that feels? You really are connected to God and you know everything is okay. I'm just full. I'm full. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pass. I do have a joke. <laughs> I just get full, I get full, I get full. Ever since I was little, I felt God. It's overwhelming, and it feels so good. Okay, God. All right, God. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Okay. We love you, Kelly. Yeah, I love you guys, too. I'm just full. Oh, man. Okay. You know, it's overflowing, you know, and it overflows through me. So these are happy tears. <laughs> they really are. Okay, so my joke. So I was, uh, I heard this story of this college professor who was trying to convince his, his students that there is no God, right? So he was standing up on his platform and he said, if there was a God, then God would knock me off this platform right now. Come on, God, knock me off this platform right now. See, guys, nothing's happening. All right, God, where you at? And so it was this, uh, football player for the team happened to hear God saying, I mean, the guy saying that. And he was walking past and he was coming through the back door. He happened to hear the professor and all of a sudden something got in him. And so he picked up speed and started running full speed. This is a 250 pound football player coming, right? And he's coming and um, the, the professor's up there, God, where you at? And he looks up and woof, the football player tackles him, shoulders and all. And by the professor gets up, after he comes to, he's like, why'd you do that? And the football player said, God told me he was busy. He wanted me to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see a football player come at you, duck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that was so cute. Oh, man. So this month is uh, September, and throughout the month of September, we have been discussing order, because order is one of the 12 powers um, that we experience and that we use to manifest our divine ideal, our divine expression. And, it, and divine order in unity is what is rep September represents. And does anybody remember who the disciple is that represents divine order? Is James, son of Alphaeus. Okay, so in the beginning of this month, we talked about the first part of divine order because divine order is the sequencing and the balancing of everything in your life. Divine order is the, the, the way in which everything comes into fruition in our life. Divine order is the way that God created this world. Divine order is the first cause of everything that comes into manifestation. 
There's a sequence, there's an order, there's a way that the planets keep going, there's a way that your own body manifests. There's a way that it stays in, a, in, in your heart is pumping. And when you get what is a healing opportunity, others would say an illness, I call it a healing opportunity, your body knows how to automatically heal itself and restore itself back to its divine expression of health, right? right. So we talked about the first part of divine order, which is the mind. We talked about how we are all connected to God, to divine mind. And then we talked about in the, the next part of divine order, so it's mind, ex ideas, and expression. And when we're talking about God, it's divine mind, it's divine ideas, and it's divine expression. We are one with all of that. So when we talk about that, we were saying that if there's anything you want to change in your life, you have to change your mind, right? Because it all starts in the mind, in the spiritual expression. So when we say mind, we're talking about the spiritual expression. You cannot see thoughts. You cannot see feelings. But you can feel the feelings that come from the thoughts that are going through your mind, right? So that is that which is invisible. That is the mind. When we think, we are thinking from divine ideas. They're dropped down into our consciousness, and we think on them. Depending on where your focus is lying, depends on how you experience your thoughts. So if you're in an divine expression, like when I got overflowing, I mean, got filled with the divine expression of when I come, when I t my knees touch the ground, I touch the sky. When I thought about that connection, when your knees touch the ground, you connect with God, and this overwhelming feeling of peace comes over you. Anybody had those feelings? I've had those feelings, and that song puts me there. So that's the divine idea of it. Divine expression, and we, when we talk about divine idea, we talked about the power of your words, and we talked about how you have to be careful of what you're saying. Some people call God's word logos, and logos is the word of God, but it's more than that. Logos is the power and the creative energy in every word that is spoken from by God, that, that comes from God. And how does God speak God's words? Through you and me. Just like God spoke God's words through Jesus. That's why Jesus said, every word that I say, God does. And so, last week we talked about the realization of divine ideas. This week we're going into walking in your divine expression. Every Sunday, there's an affirmation we say. I am an individualized what? Expression of God, right? But do we always feel that way? Do we always think that way? And does our life always show up that way? No. So we're going to talk about walking in that divine expression. And the scripture that I want to use, I've been working with this with you guys, and I love this scripture. It's, it's a, um, coming from the Gospel according to John. It's chapter 14. And I'm going to start from 10, and I'm going to go down to 12. So you can write this down and study it. John chapter 14, verses 10 through 12. And it says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Now that's the first part of divine mind. I mean, the divine order is divine mind. The Father is in me and I am in the Father. We are one. The second part says, 
The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me. Now, when you think about that, he says they're not his own, but of the Father who lives in me. That's the ideas. That's the divine ideas. That's the second part of the sequence of divine order. This third part is what we're going to talk about. He says, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Even greater works. He says, because I am going to be with the Father. God, thank you for opening up. the meaning of this scripture. Slow it down, because it's coming a little far, a little in a force. Slow it down so I can catch it. Okay, so. When Jesus said these words that I say, it is the Father in me who does these things. That's when you're walking in the divine expression of who you are. When we say I am an expression, a divine expression of God, that means that I walk in the divine ideas of who I am. That means that my every thought is manifesting in the presence of knowing that I am omnipotent. That means that my thoughts are walking, are, are in the consciousness that I am omnipresent, that I am one with God. That, that means that everywhere I am, God is, and everywhere God is, I am. So I can pray for you and not be in the same place you're in, Loretta. You can be somewhere on the other side of the world, but I can touch you in my prayer and my connection that we are one. That's omnipresent. You are omnipresent. You can pray for what happened with the Dorian, Hurricane Dorian and truly believe that it is manifest in their lives because you know you're one with them. You are omnipresent. It's not the flesh part of you that's omnipresent, and it's not the flesh part of you that you're praying from in the first place. It is the spirit within you that knows these things, and when you send that word out there, the spirit of you knows what to do to manifest it in their lives. But you got to be connected. Because when you're not connected, you will come from your limited way of thinking. And you will put words of your own on it, which will cap God and lock God, because you co-create with God based off of where you're functioning. Based off of where you're functioning. So if you don't believe that what you're praying for for a person is going to happen, I would say don't pray it. Don't pray it. Wait till you believe it to be so. And then usually what happens is you don't necessarily believe it to be so in yourself. You don't believe the power that you're connected. If you don't feel connected, when you pray, don't pray. Jesus always came from a space of knowing. So every word he put out there manifested. So he's walking by this guy who's standing on a mat. And there's the pool there, the Bethsaida, that we were talking about the last time. And, he, and the guy is still sitting there, and he's just in a wall as me. He's been there for 38 years. What, what was the tradition back then that they thought happened is in that pool, an angel would come down and stir the waters, and whoever stepped into it would be healed. But don't you know that angels always stir the waters inside of your mind? 
Water represents your mind. Water represents spirit. Your mind is connected to the spirit of God. The angels are always stirring up inside of you. That's why Jesus didn't drag the guy or ask people to help the guy into the water. He said, do you want to be healed? And when the guy offered up the excuse on why he wasn't healed, Jesus said, stand up and pick up your mat. Stand up and pick up your mat. How many of us need to stand up in what we truly need to believe in and pick up our mat and then walk in it. When you pick up your mat, you pick up what you prayed for, you connect it in your mind, and then you walk in that expression of who you are. When you do that for someone else, it's the same. You activate the spirit of Christ within them. And when you activate the spirit in Christ within them, and then you walk away knowing that it is so, it wakes them up to keep to do it themselves. The guy got up, took his mat, and walked away. How many times are we still sitting there waiting for somebody else to lead us somewhere, guide us somewhere, help us in something, when it's not theirs to do? We're putting our expression and what we're supposed to do on them. It's not theirs to do. It's not theirs to do. I've had a several times when I was going through something and I'd pick up the phone and call my girlfriend, Michelle. We talk about everything and connect and pray and everything. And she doesn't answer the phone. And then I go call my dad. He doesn't answer the phone. I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, ooh, I know. I'm talking to them about something, God, I'm supposed to be talking to you about. So I have to quiet down and go inside and talk to God. But that's because I have created a relationship where I talk to God daily. And so I know when I'm in the wrong place, when I'm going to the wrong source for the answers that can only come from the one. And that's God. So when you walk in your divine expression, you're walking in the power of who you are. You're connected with it. When Myrtle Fillmore healed herself, her affirmation was, I am a child of God. Therefore, I do not inherit illness. And then she went inside and she talked to every aspect of her being, of her body. And she removed what was and transmuted the consumption or whatever was in her lungs causing tuberculosis. She shifted it in her mind first. You got to connect first in your mind and then connect with the divine idea that's going on. There was no illness in her. There's no illness in spirit. There's no lack in spirit. There's no lack of anything in spirit. Those of us who feel like if I get in a relationship and then I could just be happy, that is not the source of your happiness, a relationship. The source of your happiness is the connection with the source. Amen? Amen. I was uh, looking at Greg Braden, and I told the people, the, uh, those of you who were in my class Tuesday, you're going to hear this again. I was just talking about that. Um, Divine expression is knowing it so deeply in your mind that you feel it to be so, you see it in everything, right? So Greg Braden, who is a metaphysician, philosopher, scientist, he, he's a physicist, thank you, physicist too. He's all of that wrapped in one, right? And he always talks about the feeling nature of the heart being able to create and heal, right? So he went with this guy he knew um, up to do a rain prayer for Pueblo because there had been a drought and they needed rain. So, he, so his friend David was like, you want to come with me to do a rain prayer? He was like, sure, I'd like to come. Because he loves to learn about prayer in different traditions and different religions and different aspects of the world. So he goes up there with this guy. They go to this remote area, this kind of an ancient space. 
And so the guy kicks off his shoes and he starts walking around. He's not there long. He just walks around for a minute. Then he like puts his hands and he prays like he just closed his eyes briefly. And then he walks away. He's like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. And Greg's like, uh, wait a minute. He didn't hear any words come out of the guy's mouth. He didn't hear him beseeching the guy. He didn't hear any of that. And he said, I thought we came to pray for rain. He said, I don't understand. What, what, why are we not, we're not praying for rain? Greg Braden said that this guy, David, the words he told him changed his life. The guy said, we didn't pray. You don't pray for anything. Because when you pray for something, it's affirming there's a lack of it in your life. He said he prayed from rain. He prayed from the experience of rain. He said, when I took off my shoes, I was feeling the mud between my toes and going up to my ankles because it rained so much that it's just mud I'm walking in in this area. He said, when I was having my hands together, I was feeling the rain in my hands and washing my hands. He said, when I lifted my head up, I was smelling the dew from the rain that's coming off of the earth. I was smelling it. I was smelling the rain. He said, when I closed my eyes, I visualized it pouring down. That's prayer. You think it to be so, and then you feel it to be so, and then you walk away. Let's go eat. That's your life. If you feel you're depressed, if you think you're depressed, and then you walk in the feeling of it, and then you tell everybody in your life you're depressed, you're going to be what? Depressed. But if you're feeling depressed, and then you start to affirm, I feel, I am, I am a child of God. There is no depression in me. And then you start to feel what it feels like to be at peace. Tell, tell, tell me what it feels like to be at peace for you guys. Give me out some words. What, is, what does it feel like to be at peace? Calm. Calm. Tranquil. Tranquil. Serene. Content. Serene. I was thinking serene too. Content. Paul, the, the apostle Paul said, that no matter what he went through in his life, whether he had abundance or whether he had scarcity, he was content. Content is when you're tapped into the peace within yourself. And you know that no matter what you're experiencing, there is only God in this moment and the abundance of God in this moment and the love of God in this moment and the divine ideas of God in this moment and whatever it is that you know to be so about God in this moment. And you don't even, you don't just know that it's in this moment, you know that it is in you. It is in you and you speak from that space and you pray from that space and you create from that space and you walk in your life from that space. Not I'm praying for. You don't pray for healing. You pray from a space of healing. You don't pray for love. You pray from a space I'm already loved. And not only am I already loved, I am love. You don't pray from a space of, uh, uh, for, for all good things to come in your life. You pray from a space, from that space, that you are one with all good things in your life. And you experience it within yourself. What does it feel like? When I was talking to Kai, I was asking her, what would it feel like to be walking? And when we pray, we pray from a space of how it felt to be walking with a leg that was stronger than it was before it even broke. 
Any nervousness going up the stairs? What would it feel like to be comfortable going up the stairs? That's what was prayed, not, oh, God, please take this nervousness out of her. No, no, that there's peace when she goes up those stairs. Am I right? Kai, she's back there. Can I share a little bit about our conversation, Carol? Sure. When I prayed with Carol about her knee, she was telling me she was going in for surgery for her knee. And I see her, I saw her being healed faster than the doctors would think. And there was a lot of surgery that had to happen because her knee had buckled in the wrong way. So there's a lot they had to do. There was a lot in there that they had to do to reconstruct and everything. There was a lot there. And it was painful. It was more painful than the other one. It was painful. We didn't pray for in place, oh, God, please take this pain away. I said, thank you, God, that she walks in comfort. I said, thank you, God, that she walks in comfort, even better than she did before she had to have a surgery on the knee. I said, thank you, God, for the healing that is so, so quick and manifested, so fast, that the doctors will be like, ooh, what you doing? And every time I spoke to her, I said, how's your healing going? That's how you pray for yourself and others. That's how you pray. So when I pray for you or you tell me something's going on inside of you, you will always hear me saying the opposite. So if you ever wonder what to pray for, pray from what you desire to happen in your life. Walk in that divine expression of it in your mind first. As above, so below. What we think causes an emotion to happen in our body, in the lower vibrations of the powers and the chakras in the lower part of our body. That's your walking part. That's your material aspect. But it's connected to what you're thinking in your spiritual. And then you express it and feel it through your heart. Make sense? I am an individualized expression of God. Together? I am an individualized expression of God. Now close your eyes and feel what it would mean to really walk as an individualized expression of God. And call out something that you that would how you'd feel. I say peace. I am an individualized expression of God walking in God's peace. Someone say something else. Confidence. I am an individualized expression of God. Together, I am an individualized expression of God walking in divine confidence. Together, walking in divine confidence. Something else. Give me something else. Love. I am an individualized expression of God. Together, I am an individualized expression of God, walking in divine love together, walking in divine love. Now you have to feel it. You have to believe it by connecting with God first, and then you feel the divine idea of what it is, and then you walk in it as if it is so. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, you can open your eyes. Look around this church and see it filled. See it filled, every seat filled. Visualize it being an overflow like we affirm it. Visualize everybody giving above and beyond. 
whether it's tithing or in talents or in the, the time, visualize this church really being prosperous in all those areas that we all give above. And those of you who do give above, thank you. Thank you so much. And those of you who give above in your time and your talents, thank you. And those of you who are moving into it, thank you. We are all going to do this together. Amen? Amen. This is a prosperous church together. The Spirit of God dwells here together. Now hold your hand over your heart and say to yourself, the Spirit of God dwells here. I am God's love and I'm ready to express it to the world. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. That's it. of heights to the depths of the sea creations revealing your majesty from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring every creature unique in the song that it sings all exclaim
Sometimes